0: my name is Easton I'm a plus 10 member and I want to learn about whales Yeah! Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Dinosaur George and welcome to the podcast. Today is January the 1st, January the 1st, 2022. I'm wishing everybody a Happy New Year. I hope we're off to a great start, a very happy year, and one that hopefully we will all Remember fondly. So remember, I said our goal was to try to reach 200,000 downloads for this podcast. Where my goal, I was hoping and hoping we would be able to hit at least 200,000. Well, last night at midnight, I would like to add. We hit 215,000 downloads. 215,000. We are heard in 121 countries and 7,345 cities around the world. And that's because of you. That's because of you sharing it and telling your friends and your family and That helps us so much. So thank you, thank you all so much for your kind words and your support. I have such a good time doing these podcasts, and I hope, I hope, I hope I can do plenty more as my busy season begins. You see, January, February, March, and April are really my busiest times of the year because I'm traveling on the road with my traveling museum and I go all over the place. There are some times where I don't get to come home for 15 or 20 days at a time. We stay in hotels. My crew and I stay in hotels every single night, somewhere usually in Texas, but we travel outside of Texas every now and then, but we mostly stay in Texas. Texas is a big state. So I'm about to get into my busy time of the year. So I'm hoping that I can do as many podcasts as possible before we get started I also want to say a very special thank you to everyone who has become a Patreon club member as of today we have 434 Patreon members so thank you all so much for those of you that joined and and thank you for those that are thinking about joining I hope you do Patreon helps me so much be able to do these things. So special thank you to all of my Patreon members of every club level, the Triceratops, the Raptor, the T-Rex, and the Plus 10 T-Rex clubs. Thank you all so much for being members, and I appreciate seeing all of you. Now for a couple of shout-outs, a couple of shout-outs. Now, hang on a second, because I... Sent myself a message because I had one shout out that was very, very important to me. And I sent myself a a message and I'm looking at my messages right now just to make sure I do this. Well, first, let me say this. Let me give these shout outs because these I didn't have to send myself a message because these shout outs. These shout outs are for some people I happen to see today. Today. One was Austin. Austin is a T-Rex member who came all the way from Fort Worth, Texas to see me today out at my store and museum at Trader's Village in San Antonio. Four hours they drove. It was so nice seeing you, Austin. I hope you had a good time. It was nice meeting your family. I hope you enjoyed yourself. It was nice meeting you in person. And by the way, you little stinker, don't think I... Didn't know you were laughing during our meeting. I saw you laughing, you stinking little kid. And then my buddy, Heathoraptor, he and his family traveled all the way from Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado to San Antonio just to stop in and say hi. It was so nice meeting you. It was so nice talking to you. You know so much about dinosaurs, Heathoraptor. I was very, very proud of you. And it was so great to meet you. That was a lot. It was just It was so cool. It was so much fun. And then a shout-out to Jonah from Keystone Heights, who just turned 10 years old. Happy birthday to you, Jonah. I'm so glad that you are 10, and now you can move up into the plus 10 group, because now you're 10 years old, so you can move over into the plus 10 T-Rex group, and I hope you do. And then, my buddy Patrick is turning seven on January the 8th. Patrick is also T T-Rex member. Patrick is turning seven years old on, just on January 8th. And Jonah just turned 10 years old a day or two ago. So, to sing happy birthday to you, let me look around the room and figure out what I'm going to use. Ah, We're going to have a Bambi-Raptor skull sing happy birthday. Hopefully, Bambi-Raptor will use the right birthday song and not the naughty one that all the dinosaurs seem to sing. So, bring you up to the microphone. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, good. I didn't know these things talked English. Okay, here we go. Ready? Happy birthday to... Patrick and Jonah and everybody having a birthday in January. Happy birthday to you! I'm gonna eat you for dinner and spit out your shoes. That was the lousiest birthday song. I've ever heard in my life. Why do these dinosaurs constantly sing about eating all of you? Well, at least they're not eating me, so I guess I ought to be glad about that. Happy birthday, Jonah. Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday to all of you, all of you who are going to have a birthday in January. I hope, I hope that you're not eaten by a Bambi raptor. And if it does eat you, why does it always want to spit out your shoes? All right. (laughs) All right, my friends. Today's feature creature is really, really cool. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at DinosaurGeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. For the free feature creature in this podcast, we are all going to go into the ocean. Would everyone please put on your swimming suit? because we are going into the ocean to learn about this one the feature creature for today is called brigmophiseter brigmophiseter shigensis, that's its name brigmophiseter its name means biting sperm whale so what do you think it is that's right it's a chicken no it's not a chicken it's a whale brigmophiseter is a whale but not huggable, cute, sweet whales like the whales we see today. No, my friends, this one would have eaten you. Prigma Phi Setter is a medium-sized whale. It's 7 meters long. That's 23 feet long. That's still big compared to you and I. It probably weighed between 4 and 7 tons. It was found in Japan. It lived during the Miocene period about 14 to 15 million years ago it was aquatic meaning it lived its whole life in the water and it was a carnivore back in 2007 i co-created and wrote and hosted a television show called Jurassic Fight Club it was on the history channel i co-created it i wrote each episode and i interviewed all the paleontologists and i wrote, i wrote the uh, i wrote the show and one of the people I got to interview was paleontologist Dr. Lawrence Barnes. Dr. Barnes is the man who in 2006 named Brigma Phi Center, described it. And it was a really interesting story. He told me that he, now Dr. Barnes studies aquatic prehistoric life. He studies whales. He was in Japan looking at different fossils of other whales because they do find a lot of fossilized whales in the in the Japan area and somebody took him into a basement area if i remembered the the if i remembered the thing correctly they took him into a basement and showed him these bones and when he looked at them he said wait a minute this is a new species of dinosaur. So, so, he then named it, and now this was in 2006, he named it. So a year after he named it, he, I, I did a show about Prigma and he was one of the guests in the show where I interviewed Dr. Barnes. This whale was pretty incredible, pretty incredible. One of the things about it, is Dr. Barnes and other paleontologists believe that this whale, because it was sort of a mid-sized whale, it probably lived and hunted in a group. Do you know what a group of whales is called? Not a pack, but a pod, a pod. So they lived in a pod, they probably hunted in a pod. Now these whales, like I told you in the beginning, they're not cute, lovable, cute, huggable, kissy, kissy whales. Would you like to kiss a whale? Has anybody ever kissed a whale? How do you kiss a whale? Excuse me, blue whale. Would you please swim a little closer? <laughs> Thank you. And the whale is like, that kid just kiss me. What kind of a kid? Kisses a whale. See, if you kiss Brigma he would eat you. Isn't that sweet? Hello, Mr. Brigma Come over here a little bit so I can. That whale just ate my kid. Sorry, lady. The kid shouldn't have tried to kiss a Brigma Setter. See, Brigma has like 12 teeth in its upper and lower jaws. This thing is a carnivore, and its teeth are big. I mean, they kind of resemble Tyrannosaurus teeth. It probably ate fish, dolphins, seals, other whales, cheeseburgers, french fries, apple pie. What? Wait. Wait, what? What did I? What did I say? I'm sorry. It probably ate fish, dolphins, seals, other whales, raspberries. Raspberries? Okay, I'm so sorry. Forget the raspberry part. But it also probably ate sharks. Now, because this whale is, is a cousin of modern sperm whales, scientists believe that it may have been able to use echolocation. Whales, modern sperm whales, use echolocation. That means that they dive deep under the water, They go down to where there's no more light, so they can't see, but they create a sound in their head that travels out. And if the sound waves hit something, it bounces back and it tells the whale, there's something in front of me. They believe that sperm whales can tell what the animal is by the sound of the echo that bounces back. That's how sperm whales can hunt giant squid in total darkness. They're echolocating. Bats do the same thing. The only difference is bats don't do it underwater. So it's sort of like sonar. The noise travels underwater. And if the sound waves hit something, it comes back and the whale says, aha, there's something in front of me. The whale can tell how big it is, how far away it is and it knows whether to attack or get away from it. Maybe what it's hearing is an enemy. So they believe this thing could echolocate, which would have allowed it to hunt in darkness, maybe at night, or in such deep water the sunlight didn't even light it up. But it could also hunt in shallow water. Because it's a medium-sized whale, it probably spent a lot of time in the more shallow water. Now, did I just say that it could also pick up the sound? Of an enemy? Well, what would be its enemy? Let me go over the things again. It lived in the Miocene 14 to 15 million years ago. Hmm. Megalodon lived in the Miocene between 14 and 50 million years ago. It was found in Japan, but it probably swam in oceans all over the world. Huh. Megalodon lived off the coasts of Japan and in oceans all over the world? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brygmophysetter lived with Megalodon, the largest shark that ever existed? That, my friends, is Brygmophysetter's enemy. Megalodon the shark These two animals lived together at the same time, in the same place. And that means they had interaction. Megalodon versus Brygmophyseter. Now, I know you all want to know who would win. Well, let's size up these. First of all, megalodons grew bigger than Brygmophyseter. An adult full-grown megalodon would have been ginormous compared to Brygmophyseter. Megalodon doesn't have to come up to the surface to breathe. Megalodon is made for eating whales. So, how would Brigma Setter survive? Remember earlier I said they think they may have lived in pods? Well, if they lived in pods, there is strength in numbers, baby. Just because you're a giant shark doesn't mean you're not going to be able to be beaten by something, and a pod full of biting sperm whales would have been a very dangerous thing to deal with. I believe megalodons, if they saw that there was more than one setter, I believe megalodon would simply leave and go look for something else to attack, something that wouldn't fight back, because I believe a pod of setters would have been able to defend themselves. They would have been able to defend themselves against a giant shark. So Brygmophyseter and his last name is Shigensis. Remember, I told you all animals have a first and last name. All animals have a first and last name, like Tyrannosaurus rex. Tyrannosaurus is its first name. Rex is its last name. And what that means is genus and species. That's what those words are. Your, your first name is your genus. Your last name is your species name. So Brigmophisetter is its genus name. And Shigensis is its uh, species name. Brygmophyseter, Shigensis. Shigensis was named for the town where they found the, the skeleton. So that's the animal. So I hope you learned something about Brigma fysetter. Whales are pretty incredible, prehistoric whales. As a matter of fact, if you are a Patreon club member, I'm going to try to do a lesson on prehistoric whales. So that, my friends, is your feature creature. Let me take a short break. And when I come back, we're going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and see what's happening over there. (laughs) Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, my friends. It is totally free to join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. It's totally free. And if you join, your parents can post pictures and comments and videos of you. And I try to read them or mention them in a podcast. So right off the bat, I got one that says, Happy New Year, DG. Jasper Rex is a big fan of your podcast. He is four years old and lives in, I think it's pronounced Squamish, British Columbia, Canada. He wanted to send you this photo to show you how he plays rocks and fossil shop. His shop is full of toy dinos, great books, and lots of rocks he collected, and even a couple of real ammonites and a plesiosaur vertebra from his geologist granddad. Thank you for the fun podcast. P.S. Jasper's favorite, uh, Jasper Rex's favorite dinosaur is Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, shout out to you, Jasper Rex. First, that is a great collection. I love that collection. That's very very. Hey, you're even wearing dino jammies. All right, coolest jammies in the world, by the way. I love your setup. Thank you for posting that picture. Thank you all for listening. And I'm so glad that you do. And happy new year to you too, my little friend. Very, very cool. I like that very much. All right. Oh, this is great. Remember at the beginning, I gave a shout out to Heatho Raptor. Well, Heatho Raptor's mom and dad just posted a bunch of pictures of him in my uh, museum. And uh, I had so much fun. As a matter of fact, a giant pig ate Heathoraptor. It was the greatest thing in the world. I'm sorry Mr. Oinkers gave you a kiss and that it's going to stain your head forever. But now you're going to smell like pig breath. What do you think of that? That was so cool. So glad that you guys stopped in. And thank you for the kind words. And uh, thank you so much for posting those pictures. Wait a minute. What did you say in here? If you haven't been to El Stinko, I mean, Dinosaur George's Museum, you really need to go. Now, wait one minute. Wait one minute. I am not El Stinko. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. El Stinko is the greatest superhero that ever lived. Better than Batman. Stronger than Superman. Better than Spider-Man. El Stinko is the greatest superhero. But I am not El Stinko. No one knows the identity of Stingo. <laughs> and by the way, Heatho Raptor also had this amazing Wooly Rhino versus Mega syrops battle in the looks like in the hotel they're staying in. <laughs> That's so cool, and I'm so glad. That is so cool. All right, what have we got here? We have, hang on a second, let me back this up. Okay. This is, let's take a look. Let me take a listen. This is a video. Let's see what we got. Here we go. I'm going to see if I can just Google. That. Hi, Dinosaur okay, George. Dinosaur I'm George listening cares. to your podcast right yeah, now. And I made George a scene yeah. of an Indoraptor uh, eating dinner. And the okay. dinner is I a Sucomimus, dinosaurs, yeah, and Dilophosaurs. Uh, and the. Um, that's the circumus, spilaposaurus, spinosaurus. And with yeah, the Indoraptor is about oh, to eat the right Spinosaurus. This. Well, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, young Mr. Trevetti. Thank you so very much for posting that video. I love that scene. And I'm, it's funny because I can hear myself on the podcast in the background. So I am listening to me. Listening to you, listening to me, listening to you, listening to myself, listening. Okay, now you've got me totally confused. That was great. Thank you for posting that. I love your scene, by the way. That's really cool. That's so cool. And here is a happy new year from my very good friends, the Taylors. Thank you guys so much. Um, And and happy new year to you, too. Um, As a matter of fact, they sent a picture from Queehee, Texas. That's where I grew up. I grew up in Quihi, Texas. What a funny name, isn't it? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you all. I love you guys, and you guys are the best. And thank you, and Happy New Year to you, too. That is so very kind of you to do that. Okay, let's see. Um, 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 okay, here's a question from the Etwas. They said, is there a schedule of when the member videos are released what day of the week time are they normally And the same for podcasts? There's not, there's not a, a schedule because I have to, um, I have to, I've traveled so much that I can't pick specific days. They have to be days when I happen to be home. But, uh, and thank you by the way, uh, Marcio for, um, for mentioning, um, that very thing, um, yes, if you are a Patreon member, you receive a message from your Patreon page that gives you the dates and times of the upcoming meetings or the lessons. So those will come to you. But yeah, there's not an actual specific date or time where these come out because unfortunately I travel so much. But anyway, I, I hope that makes sense to you. Thank you so much. Okay, let's see. This is hey Trip, who was a new T Rex member was wondering, what does Carnotaurus use its horns for? Well, for honking. When he's in traffic, when he's driving down the road, coming back from work, and a car cuts him off, he honks his horns. All right, now wait a minute. Trip, that was the worst answer in the history of the world. By the way, welcome to the T-Rex Club. Thank you for being a member. (laughs) Okay, and all seriously, what is those horns used for? I will tell you this. Most carnivores that have horns on their head, those horns are not very powerful, and they were probably used for decoration. But Carnotaurus is different, in my opinion. I do believe that those horns are thick enough and powerful enough to be used as weapons, either to knock down prey so he can knock it down and step on it and start eating it, or maybe to fight with other Carnotauruses for dominance. I do believe Carnotaurus is one of the few carnivores with horns that I believe is using them in battle. I don't believe Allosaurus uses horns for battle. I don't believe they did that. I think that they use them to kind of show who they were and how old they were. So in my opinion, Trip, I do believe that Carnotaurus is using those horns as weapons. Welcome to the club, my friend. And thank you so much. And sorry, I told you they honk their horns because they don't honk their horns. All right. Let's see. Oliver from Connecticut sends wishes for a happy new year. What a nice thing. He's really hoping you'll be in New England sometime so he can say hi. Have a great 2022. He wanted to show his latest drawings, which is Elasmosaurus and Triceratops, and he used gel crayons. These are great. I love this, Oliver. This is beautiful. And maybe one day I will come to New England. I hope I do. Uh, And if I do, you'll have to show me around. Um, You'll be my tour guide. I love your bright colors. I love that you drew the water blue, that you have bright colors. I love your Elasmosaurus, and I like your Triceratops very much. Thank you for posting. That's very kind. And then here, Henry Raptor wishes Dinosaur Georgia happy new year with a very good drawing. Henry Raptor, thank you so much. That's so kind of you, and happy 2022 to you, too. And I love, is that Allosaurus? Oh, no. That looks like a raptor because it's got the killing claw. I love this. Henry, maybe that's you. You are Henry Raptor. That's you. Thank you, buddy. That's very kind. And then there's a picture of little Heatho Raptor as he gets ready to get on the airplane to come to San Antonio. As a matter of fact, I found out Heatho Raptor is 65 years old. He's married, and he's the one that flew the plane from Denver to San Antonio. So if you saw a crazy person flying an airplane, that was Raptor. He took over the controls and flew upside down and made everybody fall out of their chairs. I'm so glad I got to meet you in person, Raptor. Okay, hello. This is Luke from the UK. He is five now. He loves dinosaurs since he was three. Wow. He hopes to visit the U.S. one day and also Argentina. He's learned about Mary Anning the little girl who discovered so many of the dinosaurs and ichthyosaur fossils in the London Natural History Museum. We are catching up on your podcast on Audible as we only just discovered them, but already on episode 10. Of course, Versus is his favorite feature. Well, Luke, Mom, Dad, your whole family, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you like the podcast. If you're on number 10, listen, that's a lot because... There's 53 of them, so you've got some to go, but shout out to you and to all my friends in the UK, and I do hope you visit the U.S. one day, and I do hope to meet you in person, and I'd love to go to Argentina. Maybe we'll all go to Argentina. Welcome to the Dinosaur George Kids Group, and welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you guys happened to find it. All right. This is great. Uh, Okay, this is really cool. It's a dino pileup. Thank you for your lessons earlier today, Dino George. Utrecht would like to know who would win. T Rex versus Scorpius Rex versus Dinosaur George. Jo- you stinking kid. Why would you throw me in a dino pileup with T Rex and Scorpius Rex versus me? You better make sure I got stink bombs, kid. Because if I don't get to use my underarm stink bombs, there's no way I'm going to survive. All right. Here's a beautiful picture of William Osaurus who finally got to see the skeleton of Sue. That is a great picture, William Osaurus. I hope Sue didn't eat you. It would have been hilarious if she did. But that is a big dinosaur, isn't it? She's a monster. That is so cool. All right. uh, Emerson. Um, Emerson wants to know what is the meaning of neuralgus Rex well, I think if I'm not mistaken, neuralgus has to do with rabbits. I think it has to do with rabbits. not that neuralgus Rex was a giant rabbit. I don't think it is. you know what that might be that might be as a matter of fact, yes. Neuralgus is, Neuralgus is a gigantic rabbit, the king of the rabbits. How funny is that? Neuralgus is, is, yes, that's the name of species of rabbit. (laughs) Neuralgus Rex is a giant rabbit, king of the rabbits. How cool is that? Emerson, that's a great question. Thank you so much. All right, Mason Mosasaurus wants to show Dinosaur George all of his new dinosaur choice, including his three favorites: Carnivores, T-Rex, Carnotaurus, and Spinosaurus. I love this. I guess you probably got these for Christmas or for Hanukkah or for the holidays, but I love them. And they're great. And that Carnotaurus is big. That's a big Carnotaurus. I love that thing. Very cool. (laughs) Let's see, Velosa Wyatt loves some of the new dinosaur stuff at one of our local museums. Hey, it looks like you're building a dinosaur, Velosa Wyatt. That's great. And look at that dinosaur you're standing next to. That's cool. These are great pictures, you guys. I love that you. I love when you guys post pictures, especially when you're going to museums. I enjoy them so much, and that's really great. And Velosa Wyatt, it looks like you've got a good helper there. Those are so cool. That's so cool. All right. Hello, Dinosaur George. Silas wrote a note for for you to thank you for the claw and tooth. Well, Silas wrote, Hi, Dinosaur George. Thank you for the gifts. I really love them. Love, Silas. Well, my friend, I am so glad to have you as a member of the T-Rex Club. And I'm glad that you like your raptor claw and your T-Rex tooth replicas. I'm so glad and thank you for taking the time to say thank you and write a note. Welcome to the club, Silas. I'm so glad, buddy. Shout out to you for doing that. That's so cool. All right. Uh, This is Ari, or just Re. Ari. I think it's Ari. Very cool. It is Ari. Wanted me to share a picture of him and his dinosaurs from Christmas morning. How great is this? Look at that assortment of dinosaurs. Ari, this is amazing, buddy. This is amazing. Look at that. You've got Stegosaurus, Mosasaur, Indominus Rex. You smell like a Skunkosaurus. You've got. Wait. Whoa. what was that last one? Did I? Did I just say you smell like a Skunkosaurus? Is that what I just said? You smell like a skunk. You smell like a Skunkosaurus. Okay, I don't think. I don't believe that is a real dinosaur, but it's a funny name, isn't it? You smell like a skunkasaurus. Listen, I love that picture, and I love all those great uh, dinosaurs and that big smile on your face. I'm so glad that the mom or dad took the time to post them. Thank you guys so much for doing that, and shout out to you, Ari. I love that. That's so cool. All right, Simon H4 wants to send a picture of his new Spinosaurus uh, fishing and a Lego Carnotaurus. Love this. That Spinosaurus is looking into that water, and it's about going to grab a fish. I love your Spinosaurus, and I guess you got these probably for Christmas because it looks like Christmas Eve is when you sent that picture. I love that. And I really like how you laid out a blue cloth to make it water. I like that very much. Very, very good. That's so cool. That is so cool. All right. Let's see. Uh, Young uh, Tourniquid said, what is the difference between T-Rex and T-Rex plus 10? Okay. I think, did I? Okay. I sent you the answer to that. I I sent you the answer to that. Okay. I sent you the, okay, good, good, good. I'm glad I did that. All right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, my gosh. And this is from my little, the little fossil hunter. I love your Facebook page. My little fossil hunter friend is so amazing. Sent beautiful pictures of a monstrous T-Rex and a Patasaurus and a Mosasaurus. Those are huge. And Merry Christmas to you too. Those things are giant All right. Isidro wanted to share a picture of him playing with his favorite new game. Find a source. Now Isidro, I can't remember if I mentioned on the podcast, But if I didn't, shout out to you. I absolutely love that game. And that looks like you're having a good time. Mom, thank you for taking the time to post that and supporting your son. Very nicely done. I absolutely love that game. Maybe one of these days, Isidro, we'll sit down and we'll play it. And I'll beat you. Because I never lose. You want to know why I never lose? Because I am Elstic. I'm Dinosaur George. And I never lose. I almost slipped up. Thank you, Isidro. Shout out to you, buddy. All right, Connor Soros set up his own podcast studio to be like Dinosaur George, and he got a new dinosaur puzzle for Christmas, and he was so proud he put it together. Well, happy holidays to you guys as well, connor One day, uh, if mom or dad can record you, I'd love to hear you do a little podcast. You can do a short video And I'll play it on my podcast because that's what we podcast members do. We share. Nicely done. Nicely done. And then the Goodney family. How cool. They took their future paleontologist to the Houston Museum of Natural Science to check out the dinosaurs. That is so cool. I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that you guys are friends. And I sure enjoy interacting with you guys on Facebook. That's very, very good. All right, let's see. Uh, Hi, Dinosaur George. We hope you're enjoying the holidays. I am very much. This is from the Chase family. My son has been really into dinosaurs most of his life. I heard you talking about a podcast you did a few years ago where you posted different jobs. I did. And listen, um, if you look further up on the page on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook, we put a link to that podcast. Yeah, I used to do a podcast for adults. And so if any any of you want to listen, you can find that link on the page. Um, You can absolutely do that. You can absolutely do that. You probably will enjoy them as well. All right, let me see. Now, see, I can't remember if I did these before, but I'm going to mention them anyway. This is Cooper who put a picture of his brachiosaurus with pterodactyls on his back. I love this very much. This is great. This is really, really cool. Uh, And I think that's your, is that your brachiosaurus? I bet you that's your... Um, uh, I bet you that you're, um, oh my gosh. Ankylosaurus. I bet you that you're ankylosaurus. Uh, you wrote brachiosaurus, but I bet you meant ankylosaurus cause I think that's ankylosaurus. And that's great because I mentioned that in one of the podcasts. So that's very, very good. Cooper, very proud of you. I love how you displayed that. That looks great. And the Tolman family, Tolman family is wishing you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Declan is enjoying all of his new dinosaur toys, books, including this enormous Carnotaurus. Declan, that Carnotaurus is as big as you. And I love that. That's very, very cool. All right. And here's a picture. Here's little Georgie pants. Well, thank you. Wait one minute. Wait one minute. Did you just call me... Little Georgie Pants? Is that really what you said? Did you really call me Little Georgie Pants? You stinking kid. You stinking kid. All right, this is Mariana and Lucas who made a Dinosaur City and wanted to share with Dinosaur George. Well, I love that. They made mud pits and this is great. This is so great. This this is just absolutely great. I am so absolutely So proud of all of you guys. This is just the absolute best. All right. I think, let me make sure, because I don't want to leave anybody, Philip Raptor posted an amazing picture of a gigantic Indominus, and I love that very much. That's super cool. And then uh, Tyrano Emery, who this has got to be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. This was done by dad. Uh, Mike, this still is one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. He posted a Dinosaur George G.I. Joe. And by the way, that action figure comes with its own stink bombs. (laughs) This is just great. This is just absolutely great. That is so cool. That is so cool. Okay, Indominus Theo did a... Oh, this is great. I love this, by the way. Now, I think I did mention this. I think I did because it's such a brilliant idea. It was absolutely beautiful. Johnny, I wanted to make sure I said hey to you as well because I love that. Rody, thank you for the beautiful Christmas card. Uh, Ford Raptor, again, lovely stuff. Love that, man. that the, Those are great. Those are huge toys. Uh, Mosasaurus love that picture that you posted on there as well. Aminosaurus, love, love, love what you did. Ezra, Thea, thank you so very much. Thank all of you. Uh, Liam, you did a great show, a great story on there. Joey Saralifus, all of you, all of you did great. And Jake, you sent, well, Jake Clark's parents sent a picture that said, were some dinosaurs blind? You know, animals can be blinded either in fights or through accidents, or sometimes they're born blind. But unfortunately, those animals don't survive very long because they're not able to keep up with the other families. They're not able to defend themselves. So it's an unfortunate thing. It's an unfortunate thing. But yeah, some of them were, but they probably didn't survive as long because now certainly some animals would take care of each other. So maybe some of them live to be grownups, but it would be a very hard thing to do for them because not being able to see would be very difficult. So many of you sent me cards and gifts and Christmas ornaments that you handmade, and I appreciate you all so very much for doing that. That was such a nice thing to do. If I missed you on the Dinosaur George page, I am so sorry I will try to get everybody, but sometimes I just run out of time. All right. How about we do a. Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. So here we go. This first one is from Sawyer, who is, of course, a T-Rex member of the Patreon club. Dinosaur George, I would like to know who would win. Indominus Rex versus T-Rex versus Titanovoa versus Five Baryonyx versus Argentinosaurus versus 6,000 Gallimimus versus 60 Truadon versus Voldemort and Dumbledore working together. Thanks, El Stinko. And by the way, you are El Stinko. All right, now listen right here, Sawyer. You listen right here, kid. I am not El Stinko. No one. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. El Stinko is the greatest superhero that ever lived. And no one knows who that person is. But I know this. El Stinko has the greatest stink bomb weapons under his arm of any uh, famous superhero. So who would win? Okay, well, let's see. First of all, 6,000 Gallimimus are going to get stepped on by one Argentinosaurus. They're out. 60 Truodon, stepped on by one Argentinosaurus. They're out. Voldemort, stepped on by Argentinosaurus. He's out. Dumbledore, stepped on by Argentinosaurus. He's out. Five Baryonyx attack Titanoboa and eat him for lunch. They high five and laugh because they won. Then Argentinosaurus steps on them, and they are now Baryonyx Pancakosauruses. That leaves Indominus Rex and T-Rex. Argentinosaurus steps on Indominus Rex's foot, and Dominus Rex screams and runs home because his foot hurts. T-Rex tries to step on Argentinosaurus, but can only reach his toe. Argentinosaurus stands up on his hind legs, comes crashing down, and T-Rex's new name is Splat. Argentinosaurus wins. Okay, this is from Grady. Hi, I'm Grady, and I'd like to know who would win. Spinosaurus versus Allosaurus versus Therizinosaurus versus Stegosaurus versus Godzilla versus Mosasaurus versus Triceratops versus Utah Raptor versus Indominus Rex. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Love always, Grady. Well, thank you, Grady. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you. Okay. Every one of these animals is going to team up against Godzilla. Godzilla is going to take a deep breath. All of the sudden, along his back, they begin to glow. Godzilla is powering up for an atomic blast. Just as Godzilla takes a deep breath, Utah Raptor runs up and sticks a cork in his mouth. And Godzilla blows up and blows up all the other animals around him. The only one left behind is Triceratops, who looks around and says, Uh, what just happened? The end. (laughs) Here's one from Little Heathoraptor. Who would win? Sarcosuchus versus Ceratosaurus versus Allosaurus versus a saber tooth. This is a good one. All right, Sarcosuchus has the size. I don't know. Against Allosaurus, listen, man, this is going to be a pretty big battle. Now, Ceratosaurus might be able to fight better in the water. So if the fight's in the water, maybe Ceratosaurus can get in a couple of bites of those super long teeth. But I'm afraid Sarcosuchus' skin is too thick. Now, that leaves Allosaurus, and Allosaurus is not going into the water. He's going to lure Sarcosuchus onto the land. And once Sarcosuchus leaves the safety of the water, I do believe Allosaurus is going to win, and that leaves Allosaurus versus a saber cat. Now, a saber-tooth might be able to go deep enough in the, with the bite to actually cause a deep wound in Allosaurus. saber is going to be faster, but Saber-tooth has to get in dozens and dozens of bites before he wears down Allosaurus. Allosaurus only has to get in one bite. One bite from an Allosaurus and the saber-toothed cat becomes the saber-toothed hot dog and is eaten by Allosaurus. A saber-toothed hot dog? Okay, let's keep going. Alex would like to know who would win between Christmasosaurus, that's from the Christmas book by Tom Fletcher, and Buddy the T-Rex from Dinosaur Train. Well, Alex, you chose two of the nicest dinosaurs that ever lived. And these dinosaurs are so nice. There's no way they're going to fight. So instead, they're going to arm wrestle. So christmas sits in a chair and puts his little elbow on the table. And then Buddy from the Dino Train sits across from him. And they look at each other, and they realize their arms are so short, they can't even reach. So they can't even have a thumb war. So instead, they both go out and drink milkshakes and have a party. The end. (laughs) All right. Dinosaur George, Adish and his father are going to be in Seattle at the end of December and beginning of January. Do you have any recommendations for future paleontologists, such as museums, places to hunt fossils, etc.? I don't in Seattle, but I will say this. If you guys will go online and Google Seattle Gym and Mineral Club or Seattle Fossil and Mineral Club, there are almost always fossil and mineral collectors that have clubs and they're great sources of information. You can contact them and ask them if they have a website, they usually do, tell them, hey, we're coming. What do you recommend? They might be able to give you some amazing places. I don't, unfortunately, but they probably can. They probably can. All right, and also they were wondering who would win between a pack of truadon and velociraptors. If I remember correctly, you said that northern truadons in the colder weather were larger. Would that make a difference? Thank you for all you do. Your podcasts are fun and enlightening. Thank you so much, Dad. That's very kind of you. Thank you for. And by the way, let me just say, Dad, thank you for being supportive of your son and wanting uh, to make sure to take him places that he'll enjoy. That speaks highly of what kind of a dad you are. I'm very proud of you. Um, okay, so yeah, northern truadons were probably a bigger uh, larger, so that would make a difference in this particular fight because Truidon and Velociraptor's pretty much the same size, but the northern truadons might have had a size advantage over Velociraptor. So if you're fighting a northern truadon, I do believe they're gonna take on a Velociraptor and win. But if it's the Southern Truadons then they're more equally matched. And I would give the fight to Velociraptor only because I think it might have been a little faster. But Truidons were probably very smart. So I'm going to give it to Velociraptor in the south, but the northern Truidon in the north. Okay. Uh, hi, Dinosaur George. I have a who would win. A mated pair of Allosaurus. A juvenile Allosaurus and a baby Allosaurus, the whole family, versus a T-Rex versus Ceratosaurus versus an Albertosaurus. This comes from Sebastian, age eight, from Bakersfield, California. Well, listen, when you have a family group, they're probably going to interact way better, way better than just a standard dinosaur, a lone dinosaur. They know how to hunt together. They live together. I would say that a mated pair of Allosaurus with a juvenile and a baby are going to be too much against T-Rex. Now, Ceratosaurus versus an Albertosaurus, Albertosaurus is going to win this one, I believe. I believe Albertosaurus, he has the size. He's a later dinosaur. He's probably more intelligent. I personally believe Allosaurus would win Uh, I think Allosaurus is going to beat Ceratosaurus, and I think the family of Allosaurus are going to beat a Tyrannosaurus Rex, in my opinion. Those were absolutely great. All right, now we're going to do a quick interview. And by the way, a lot of you sent me some Ask Dinosaur George questions. I wasn't able to get to them in this particular one, but let me tell you all uh, that— Uh, If you would like to submit an Ask Dinosaur George question, then uh, you can certainly do that through the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. You can send that. Or if you are a Patreon member, you can send that through that. So, speaking of Patreon, how about we interview one of our Patreon club members? Here we go. would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus club member. One of the best parts about being a T-Rex member is that your name gets put on a wheel, we spin the wheel. And whose ever name it lands on, you get to be interviewed. And today, we get to interview Devin. Devin, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, Good. Now, how old are you, Devin? Six. Six years old. Are you married yet? No. Okay, I'm just checking. I don't know. So, you're six years old. Now, do you live in your own house or do you live with your parents? I live with my parents. You mean you don't have a job yet? You're not working somewhere, Devin? No. Well, aren't you supposed to be out there working? I mean, you're 16 years old. You're supposed to have a job. Oh, did you just say six? Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. Okay. Well, then that's perfectly fine. Now, did you have a good holiday and a good Christmas? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Did you get something that you really liked a lot? Did you get a gift that you really liked? Yeah. What did you get that you liked the best? An animal book? An animal book! Do you like animals? Yeah. I love animals. I love dinosaurs. I like animals that are alive today. I study animals a lot. And do you know, Devin, that when you learn about animals that are alive today, that helps you understand what animals that lived a long time ago were like, right? When you watch an elephant... Well, then you probably know how a mammoth behaved, right? Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm glad you got a good book. So what state do you live in, Uh, Devin? Where do you guys live? Not your address. Toronto? I love Toronto. Is it cold up there? Yes. Oh, it's very hot in Texas. It's very hot. So I actually like the cold weather a little bit but not as cold as it gets where you live it's too cold for me so if you're if you're 6 years old what grade are you in school one grade 1 and what do you like the best about school do you like subject some subjects better than others gym and math oh you're good at math i'm so proud of you math was hard for me i'm proud that you okay i'm going to ask you a hard math question you ready You'll never get this. What is one plus three? Four. Oh, no, it's 200. I can't believe you missed that. Okay, wait a minute. I said I was bad at math. I guess I am pretty bad at math. So I think you got the right answer. Okay, I'm going to give you the hardest math question in the world. Are you ready? What is two minus one? One. You little cheater, do you have a calculator? Is that how you knew the answer to that? No. Oh, that was the hardest question in the world, and you knew the answer to it. I can't believe it. Well, I guess you are smart in math, and you said you like gym. You like to play and exercise? Yes. I'm very proud of you. Those are very important things as well. It's important for for kids to be in good health and, and exercise. I'm very proud of you. So what do you like to do for fun? When you're not in school, what are the things you like to do? Mm. Swimming. Ooh, are you a good swimmer? Yeah. Oh, have you ever been eaten by a shark? No. Okay, I'm just checking. I didn't know. Do you have a lot of sharks in the places where you go swimming? No. Do you go in a swimming pool? Yeah. And there's sharks in the swimming pool? No. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. I don't know. How do I know? Okay. So you like to swim. That's very good. Um, What about your favorite dinosaur? Do you have a favorite dinosaur? I have three. Okay. What are they? Tell me what they are. Ankylosaurus, Velociraptor, and Spinosaurus. Oh, man. Those are great. Those are good choices. I love Ankylosaurus. It's such a big dinosaur. Do you think Any meat eaters messed around with grown-up ankylosauruses? Maybe. Boy, I bet you they'd have to be very careful. What would ankylosaurus do if a meat eater tried to bother it? Swing its tail? Oh, yes. That mighty tail. That gigantic tail. You know what else it did with its tail? It played baseball, and so it swung it like a bat. Okay, wait a minute. I don't think that was right i'm sorry um it played soccer and it used its tail to whack the ball i don't think that's right either um i know what it did when it went into the swimming pool if a shark attacked it it would use the tail to hit the shark that's what it did with it am i right no what well how did it stop a swimming pool shark from attacking it then So, Ankylosaurus, did you say Velociraptor as well? Yes. Boy, that's a fast meat-eater, isn't it? What do you yeah. think Velociraptor's number one weapon was? What did it use to kill its dinner? The sickle. Oh, nice. And is that sickle claw on its hand, on its foot, or on the end of its nose? On its foot. You are correct. Because if it was on the end of its nose, uh, whenever it sneezed, it would cut his hand. <laughs> so that's very good. And then you said Spinosaurus, the yeah. biggest carnivore dinosaur that we know of. What do you think the sail on its back was for? What do you think that was for? To generate heat. That's very, those are big words. I'm very proud of you. That's very good, Devin. Yeah, generate heat is a very good way to put it. That's very good. That's great. Now, what about other animals that lived a long time ago that weren't dinosaurs? Do you like any of the pterosaurs or the swimming reptiles or some of the mammals? Is there something else you find interesting? I like saber tooth tigers. Oh, man, were they dangerous looking. I like them a lot, too. I like them very much. <sighs> Saber-tooths were pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing looking animals. Um you know what's strange, Devin, is why they're not alive anymore. It's, it's I don't know why they didn't survive because saber tooths were all over. They were in South America. They were in uh, Asia, Europe, North America, Africa. And yet all of the saber uh went away. Do you? Why do you think that happened? Can you guess? Because they had not a lot of food. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. I think that's very good. Those are great answers. All right, so let me ask you this. Now, you said you got animal book, which is really cool. Do you also have any dinosaur books? Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Do you have um, any books on the, like, saber tooths and prehistoric mammals? No. Yeah. yeah, those books aren't as easy to find. I wish, I wish that uh, I, I want to try to write one on prehistoric mammals. I wish I could do that. I've never gotten to be able to do that, but that would be kind of fun because I think people that learn more about some of the mammals will be amazed at them as well. Okay, so have you ever gone to a museum to look at fossils before? Yes. Have you? Do you remember what the museum was or where it was? Do you have any idea? Um. Toronto Museum. Oh, the Toronto Museum. That's very good. Now, there is a place in Canada called Drumheller. Now, I think it's far away from you. I think it is. Uh, But if there's ever a time that your parents want to take you to to a great museum, that's the one in Drumheller called the Royal Tyrell Museum. It's a magnificent museum. Have you ever been to that one before? No. Oh. I hope you get to go one day cuz it is amazing. It's an amazing museum and I hope you get to go. So, can you remember any of the fossils you saw at the Toronto Museum? I saw humpback whales. Nice. Nice. I like Do you like whales? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Do you know the podcast that your interview is going to be on? The one that I'm going to record uh, this week, it's going to be about a prehistoric whale called Brygmophysetter. So that's the subject of the podcast that you are going to be part of. So it's kind of fun that you like whales because that's the subject of the of the um, feature creature will be a, a whale called Brygmophysetter. Now, this is a whale that ate other whales and it ate sharks and it ate dolphins. And it ate French fries and it ate chicken nuggets and it ate tacos and it ate hamburgers. And what are you smiling about? What are you smiling about? You don't think it ate tacos and hamburgers? Okay. Uh. I think you're right. I think I might've made that part up as well. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any questions that you would like to ask me, Devin? Is there anything you would like to ask me that maybe you'd like the answer to? I have a couple of who would win. Okay, let's do them then. I love who would wins. Spinosaurus versus a pack of velociraptors versus a swarm of bees. Wow, bees. Ooh, ooh. Now let's think about this one for a minute. Even though Spinosaurus is ginormous, a pack of velociraptors would be hard to deal with because they're so fast. I don't know if Spinosaurus could grab them or catch them, that'd be too speedy. But Spinosaurus was so big, I think its skin was probably very thick. And that probably meant that Velociraptors may not have even been able to hurt him. Even though they could jump on him, they could cut him. But I don't think they could cut him deep enough. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, have you ever had a scratch on your arm before? Uh Yeah, it doesn't. A scratch on your arm um, hurts, but it's not deadly, right? It's not deadly when you get a scratch on your arm. So I think that that would sort of be the case for a uh, Spinosaurus. I think they could scratch him and bite him, but I don't think they could hurt. But as for a swarm of bees, whoa, baby. Now I don't know. Even a Spinosaurus can't stop bees. It could sting. it. it they could sting them around its eye or in its nose or around its lips. I think in your challenge, I think Spinosaurus beats Velociraptors. Bees beat Spinosaurus, so the swarm of bees would be the winner. That's a very interesting. Who would win? That's a good one. Okay, what's your next one? Mr. George with stink bombs versus T-Rex versus Megaraptor. Oh, so I've got my stink bombs, huh? You know, nothing can win against El Stinko. I mean against me. I'm not El Stinko. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. So, you know that, right? You don't think I'm El Stinko, do you? I'm not El Stinko, am I? No. No, I'm not. No one knows who El Stinko is. Okay, so, I get to use my deadly stink bombs. Well, my friend, if I get to use my stink bombs, nothing, nothing can stand the terrible stink bombs. In fact, I have to hold my nose because they're so deadly, they would wipe me out, too. So I would win the stink bomb war. <laughs> that was a good one. And do you have one more, did you say? Um, Megaraptor versus T-Rex versus Spinosaurus. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Now, Megaraptor, I think that one's going to get wiped out pretty quick because Spinosaurus could take Megaraptor. T-Rex could take Megaraptor. And that leaves us with two of the biggest, longest, most powerful carnivores that ever walked the earth. Would the fight take place on land or in the water? Which one do you think? Where do you think the fight would be? Mm, maybe on the water. I don't know. Okay, that's a good one. So let's say, let's say they're going to fight in the water. Who do you think is better at being in the water? Spinosaurus. There you go. So who do you think would win the fight in the water? Spinosaurus. Good boy, I agree with you. Now, let's say the fight's going to be on land. Well, you still got Spinosaurus is big, right? That's a very big dinosaur. Um, wow, that's a tough one. Devin, this is, this is such a hard one because Spinosaurus has very powerful teeth and a very strong bite, but Tyrannosaurus Rex has an even more powerful bite. So if T-Rex grabs Spinosaurus, maybe by the neck or by the throat, I think it would win. I think the fight would be over. But Spinosaurus has those big claws. Boy, that's a hard one. Who do you think would win if the fight was on land? T-Rex? Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. So Spinosaurus wins in the water. T-Rex wins on land. Those are good Who Would Wins. Those are very good Who win Wins. I like those very much. Now, do you like the Who Would Win segments of the podcast? Do you like those? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, okay, so that's the who would win. Do you have any questions or any other who would wins you'd like to ask? that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So you like now? I've done a podcast on Spinosaurus, Ankylosaurus, and Triceratops. So I, I mean, uh, uh Velociraptors. So I've done all of your favorites. But if you ever think of another dinosaur, that you would like to hear a podcast on? Can you think of one now? Or if you do, you could write to me through your Patreon page and you can tell me. Is there one you think you'd like to learn more about? Mm, I don't know yet. What about Megaraptor? Have we done a lesson or a podcast on Megaraptor, I wonder? No. You know what? I'm getting ready to figure out what lessons I'm going to do for January because January's coming, right? And we have, you have new lessons to do. You get two in January. And did you see that I'm doing another lesson this week? Did you see that? No. Ask mom or dad to check your Patreon page because I sent out a list. We're doing an extra lesson in December. We're going to do an extra one. I'm going to, it's going to be on sea creatures and on mammals. And uh one of the things I'll talk about is the big saber-toothed cats. So I hope that you get to join us for those. Uh at that lesson. It's going to be free for everybody. It's for all members. So I hope that you join it. All right. Devin, this podcast it will be heard in countries all over the world by hundreds of thousands of young people. Is there anything you would like to say to all of the young people? Would you like to tell them hello? Wish them good luck. What would you like to say to them? Good luck. Good luck is a very nice thing to say. And I think that's the perfect way to end this. Did you have fun with your interview? Yeah. So, what did we learn? We learned you're married, you're 16 years old, you have your own house, and you have a (laughs) job. And you've been attacked by a swimming pool shark. That's (laughs) what we learned. Is that correct, sir? No. What do you mean? No. You mean I got all of that wrong? Well, yeah. that's, that's fine. All right, buddy. Listen, thank you so much, Devin. I hope you had a good time. Thank you. All right, my friends. Well, that was a great interview and I hope you learned something interesting about setter. That is the whale that may have been a megalodon hunter. Bet you never thought Megalodon would be on somebody's menu, but I think it could have been with a pod of Brigma Phi Setters. It's the start of a new year, my friends. A clean slate for all of us. Let's begin by always being kind to people. Be kind to people. Say hello to strangers that you pass in a store. Wave to other people that are driving by. Treat your friends. And remember this, if you know a friend in school or you know somebody in school who doesn't have a lot of friends, you need to be kind to that person. If you have a neighbor that never comes outside and plays, wave to them through the window. Be kind to everyone. Because everybody is happier when they have friends. I'm so glad all of you are my friend. I'm honored to have you as a friend. To all of you parents who support your children's interests, thank you. To all of you that think I'm El Stinko, knock it off! Because nobody knows who El Stinko is. Stop accusing me of being El Stinko. It's just, circo, it's just it happens to be coincidence that we both have stink bombs, Okay. It's just a coincidence that we both study dinosaurs, okay? It's just a, a coincidence that we both don't have hair, okay? Stop accusing me of being El Stinker, because no one knows who that is. Until later, my friends, be kind to everybody. Say hi to your mom and dads for me, and uh, Happy New Year to you all. I'll see you soon.